welcome to Profoundly Pointless. My name is Nick Vinzant. Coming up in this episode, we're going to get a little classy and then get a little trashy. I started working for aristocratic families. I was a nanny. I was a real-life Mary Poppins. They have su- success because they have good communication skills. They're able to inspire people with their charm. And, and that's what etiquette's about. It's so almost like magic. And uh, if, when we use the code of polite behavior, we are successful. Absolutely. It's a reflection, especially with children. You know, you have to start them off young because children are a reflection of us. I want to thank you so much for joining us. If you get a chance, like, download, subscribe, share. We really appreciate it. It really helps us out. So our first guest is a coach who has recently seen demand for her services skyrocket. And I think that's because not only have we kind of forgotten how to interact with each other, but also because she's really found that having good etiquette, deportment, being polite, good manners, is not just the thing that we should be doing, not just the way that we should treat people, but it's really been found to be the key to both personal and professional success. This is etiquette coach Kelly Yates, known online as Lady Etiquette. Do you think that people generally have good etiquette now, or have we really kind of slacked off? Oh, gosh, that's a great question. Uh, I think um, it's become a lazier society, and uh, it's much more needed now than ever before. And uh, there's a lot of interacting on social media, so when people see each other, they find it hard to look each other in the eye and have a conversation. It's more in demand now than ever before, in fact. I'm very busy. Why is that? Like, how come you think that your kind of services have ramped up? Well, etiquette is trending right now. I'm sure you've noticed on social media. Uh, There's a lot of people out there uh, now talking about etiquette, which is wonderful. Uh, But it's uh, it's something that's classic. It's timeless. The code of uh, polite behavior would never go out of style. Why do you think it's important? Like, why have we developed this? Well, gosh, could you imagine if we went around in our daily life without saying please and thank you and just being rude to people? We wouldn't get very far, would we? And uh, if when we use the code of polite behavior, we are successful. And that's why people come to Lady Etiquette, because they want to be successful in their social and business life. Where do people kind of, when, they, when, when you look at etiquette, like where do people generally mess up? Um, I think being impatient, not being courteous to people, uh, just rude, rude people. They mess up. They don't, uh, take the time to learn, uh, you know, to be polite and considerate of other people's needs. Do you think that like, are, are people going to have trouble once we finally kind of get out of all of these zoom meetings and yes, zoom interactions and that kind of stuff? Have we kind of forgotten how to interact with each other? Yes, I think I think a lot of people have. What what's never what what is timeless is people do want to have a conversation, and uh, you know that gives you confidence and inspires people around you. No, I I would agree, right? Like if somebody says thank you to me, then I'm generally much nicer to them. Yes, it's it is reflection. weird how kind of manners fuel everything, right? 
Absolutely, it's a reflection. Especially with children, you know, you have to start them off young because children are a reflection of us. You know, you can start from a toddler. You know, when you you are feeding the toddler their lunch in the high chair, the toddler is looking at you. They make make eye contact. They smile at you. They giggle, and when you feed them, you know, you get them to say please and thank you, and that's where it starts. And children watch everything. Can we go too far though? Right, where like everything has to be this kind of—I'll use the word—I don't mean it, but like stuffy, yes. super kind of traditional, all kinds of stuff. Like, how does that yes. kind? How does that kind of traditional, fancy way meld with that, the modern, more relaxed way? Like, how can we do that? That's a great question, Nick. I, I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about etiquette. Etiquette years ago uh, did was more for high society, and especially if you went to a finishing school, it was where high society attended. But uh, modern etiquette really is for everybody. Uh, it's not. Uh, I've got all pe- kinds of people coming to Lady Etiquette. For example, I have people from uh, an elderly lady. To a four-year-old, to a tattoo artist, and I think that's wonderful. And that really is what modern etiquette is about. It's for everybody. It's not just for high society. These um, strong interpersonal skills just give you more confidence to be successful in your life, and that's what it's all about. How did you get into this? I guess、um, it was a gradual process. Started right from when I was a child. I think.、Um, I, I remember being captivated. We were all huddled around the TV, my family, watching Princess Diana's wedding, and I was just enchanted, you know, with all the pomp and protocol. And of course, it was such a worldwide event; everybody was talking about it. And I think that really planted the seed. And then, when I I grew up, I started working for aristocratic families. I was a nanny. I was a real-life Mary Poppins, and I taught English. And I travelled extensively. I worked in the Middle East, and you know, and saw how important it was to、uh, watch, you know, how different cultures interact and see the difference, you know, because every country has their own code of polite behaviour. Then,、uh, when I came to America, I started working in the five-star hospitality industry. And that led to、um, a VIP hospitality. So I've had very unique opportunities in life that led to、um, founding Lady Etiquette. For the most part, it was watching,、um, observing successful people, you know, interact. And one common thing they all have in common is that they they understand etiquette. And I believe that. Without a doubt, that is why they are successful. Do you think that's the etiquette in and of itself, or are they successful because there's kind of an organization and a system that they have applied to their lives? Right, like they do things the way that they should be done. Is it etiquette, or is it the general mindset behind the etiquette that you think has made those people successful? It's everything, yes. But you cannot be successful in life. If you you are not polite to people, and、uh, you have these、uh, strong interpersonal skills, if you think of all the world leaders, 
all the most successful business people, that's one common thing they have, they have, they share is they are able to be, um, they, they, they have su success because they have good communication skills. They're able to inspire people with their charm. And, and that's what etiquette's about. It's almost like magic. You know, it's charm. It's, um, it's, not, it's not like a, a magic wand, though. It's not the fairy godmother effect. But it is this magic ripple effect. But it takes work and dedication and passion. Is it difficult to learn the things that people should be doing to have proper etiquette? Or is it difficult just to remember to do them, to have the patience to kind of do it, right? Like, is it, is, so yes. I guess, is, is yes. it difficult to learn the skill or is it difficult to practice the skill? No, not at all. It's, it's, I make it fun, actually. And if you have noticed on my Instagram, I, I show fun reels, what not to do and what to do. And my classes are fun to keep people's attention. And uh, it's not difficult at all. You just, but you have to practice it. Uh, I'm not a believer at all. I don't like that saying, fake it till you make it, for example. You know, you really have to really be the, be real. And otherwise, people will know if you, you are um, being disingenuous. When, when people come to you, like what we've kind of talked about etiquette in the broad sense, but what are they yeah, generally yes. looking for? Like, how, how do I act at dinner? What should I do at a business meeting? Like, what are people generally looking for when they come to you? Uh, well, we we offer a lot of different classes, you know, dining etiquette, children's etiquette, you name it. But the recent trend, it seems to be, I get a lot of ladies uh, asking me how to be more feminine. And I do have a poison deportment class that I designed to help women feel more feminine and confident. I teach ladies deportment as well as etiquette. Uh, are you familiar with deportment? May I ask? The, the word, I have heard people say it, but I've always been yes. like, too afraid to ask what it was because I feel like I should have known what deportment is. Yes, well, it's, uh, it's very important. It's your carriage, your posture, uh, how you walk with grace, how you sit, how you carry yourself gracefully. And it, and it works hand in hand with etiquette. Why would now, why would so many people be interested in that? Like what, what is it about it? Like, obviously you're talking about, you know, the way yes. that somebody kind of walks into a room. Why would a yes. lot of women be coming to you for that? Well, I have noticed as a woman, uh, there's been, you know, the last, this has been coming on for the last 30 years, you know, with um, very extreme feminists pushing back on femininity and making women uh, less confident in business, you know, um, thinking that a, a woman has to be successful in business if she had cuts her hair short, wears a man's suit. When that's not the case, it can actually uh, have a very negative effect on a, a woman and take her confidence away. What I have observed is that uh, a woman is much more successful in business when she embraces her femininity, which is very empowering. You will see those are the successful women. You know, you don't, I'm not talking about being a bimbo, far from it. And you don't have to be, you know, certainly a man in business. You have to be, you know, smart, feminine. And it's wonderful nowadays. We do have women that, you know, can be a CEO, run for president. But the fact of the matter is a woman still wants to be treated like a lady. 
and uh, women are interested in femininity because femininity is it's very empowering and it gives a woman confidence and inspires people around them do you think that now is that is that a backlash against kind of the feminism movement or is that more just a case of like look over time we kind of got away from these things well I guess back in the 1950s, I would have been a a more traditional feminist, you know. But nowadays, um, it's become quite extreme. But uh, now people are realizing, you know, we still need to be women. Now, when a man comes to you, what what are men generally looking for? Well, everything, you know. Of course, um, uh, recently I've had a lot of inquiry about uh, chivalry. I do teach uh, chivalry, uh, chivalrous demeanor, decorum, uh, dating etiquette, how to act on a date, uh, what to expect, uh, dining etiquette, business etiquette. Are you ready for some harder slash listener submitted questions? Absolutely. Go ahead. In what place do you generally see people lacking the most etiquette and i'm not talking about like a physical location but in like an aspect of their lives where would you say that people lack the most etiquette deportment actually i would say because a lot of people don't know how to carry themselves properly and uh there's a lot of people you know that walk you see them walking for example like charlie chaplin with the feet out or they walk with their feet in like a pigeon you would notice it now as soon as you walk into a supermarket, you're walking through the mall, just observe people, how they walk. I can help people within this area. And uh, it can really change people's lives because it not only helps you with your health, but your confidence. What's kind of like the, for, for a man or for a woman, what's like your advice for like a quick yes. fix, right? Like, hey, I walk this way. What's the quick fix for men and women? Try to walk in a straight line. A straight line, head up, your chin parallel to the floor, shoulders back, and just take your time. Don't overswing your arms like a, a propeller or a bird getting ready to take flight. And you try to go the length of your foot with each step. That seems kind of short for a, like for, a, I guess, when I'm thinking of myself walking, I feel yes, like that's he- kind of short for a man. Is that short for a man? Well, if you want to pick up your speed, that's perfectly fine. But I, I teach uh, ladies one, one foot length. Okay, so we talked about places where people have the least. In what kind of place? And again, not a physical place, yes. but like an aspect. Where are people generally pretty good? People are getting more cognizant with their dining etiquette uh, now. Realize the importance of it, uh, especially in business. You know, when people go out on business and they, they want to sit down and relax and get a, a business deal done, they don't want to be worried about where to put the napkin. How important in your business of etiquette is being British? Because I feel like oh, I would yes. listen to I would feel like I would listen to somebody who is American a lot less. But since you're British, I feel like that's extra like, ooh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Does, does that help being British? Yes, I'm not going to lie. It does help. Uh, they love the British accent. It's very popular uh, in America. And uh, it's a compliment. And uh, incidentally, 
I, I think this is what people are lacking nowadays, is giving a good compliment. And uh, a lot of people don't know how to give a compliment. They, they actually compliment, for example, I, I often have people leaving comments on my Instagram. Oh, that's a beautiful dress. Or I love your handbag. But doesn't it sound a lot nicer when you say, oh, you look, you look beautiful in that dress. You know, if you, or if you're wearing a nice suit. Oh, I love your suit, Nick. Doesn't this sound much better? Nick, you're looking very dapper today, I must say. It does. Yeah, because you're complimenting the person rather than the thing. Exactly. They, they are complimenting the, the object and not the person. Yeah, I can see why. Because you're basically saying like, as opposed to, hey, your clothing that you have on is nice. You're saying you as a person made a good choice. Yes. And it makes people feel more special. What is your biggest pet peeve when you see th- when you see people doing things like what just drives you nuts like oh you can't do that Uh I see a lot of people holding their wine glass the wrong way it doesn't really drive me nuts but it's very common Uh you see it all the time in the the movies for example and uh I think when I watch people in the media, politicians, public speaking, I do see something that really annoys me. They're over-gesturing with their hands like this. They're very, very flamboyant. And it's so, it's like, you know, the Italians, which is part of their culture. It's great for the Italians. But here, no. It's just over the top, you know, and that annoys me, especially when I'm watching uh, people you know, making uh, um, uh, public speaking, you know, and there's, they are, you know, they could be so much more professional if they just use their gestures when they really want to emphasize something and not constantly like an overzealous salesperson that you see on a, you know, a, a bad TV commercial. What is some bad etiquette that you do that you are trying to correct? Like, you know, oh. you're not supposed to, Lady Etiquette, but you do yes. it. Yes, which that's is, a great question. something that you do? Um, well, gosh, you know, that's a wonderful question. I don't want to tell you, really, because nobody will come to me from business. <laughs> 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 no, no, seriously. No, I'm not perfect. You know, um, etiquette, it's a bit like yoga. You have to practice it every day and be real. Um, not disingenuous because people will pick up on it, uh, especially children. They notice everything. But uh, let's see. What annoys me about myself? Sometimes I get very um, excited and um, I can talk too much when I'm excited. I guess that's what it is. I, I can talk until the cows come home. <laughs> the one, you know, like, I think you and I are in pretty good agreement about like the need for etiquette. The one thing that I would yes. wonder about though, is like, can you be, can you become so proper, so prim and proper that you kind of yes. lose your personality? Yes. Well, I'm, I'm still myself. I, I haven't, you know, a naughty side to me, but the etiquette keeps me balanced. 
um, it, it's not about being stiff at all. That's the biggest misconception with etiquette. It's about being confident and inspiring those around you to just be more kind, respectful, courteous, and uh, graceful. Uh, it doesn't matter where you go in life, you know, etiquette is needed and it's everywhere. It's, you're surrounded with, uh, if you look, the checkout clerk in the grocery store, for example. You know, don't be so focused on your groceries when you're going through. Look up, look, look at the grocery, uh, the checkout clerk, thank him or her. What is the biggest controversy in etiquette? Like you and your etiquette colleagues, like what are you guys, what's the big controversy in etiquette? Is there a controversy? Like, oh, you should do this. No, no, I think you should do this. Uh, just the, the misconception that it's only for a certain class of people. Etiquette is classless. It's for everybody. Uh, controversy. Uh, oh, I guess you could say that you know, there's a certain mindset that believe that etiquette is... Um, you always have to be nice and perfect and, you know, no, you, you know, it doesn't mean that if somebody is bullying you, for example, you know, you, you don't have to be nice. Now, of course, you don't uh, bully them back, but uh, you don't, you, you, you know, etiquette's not about being a doormat. And etiquette gives you confidence to stand up for yourself in any given situation. That, that kind of feed, feeds into our next question. Best way to politely tell someone to F off. <laughs> oh, yes. I love that one. <laughs> Where you, you're, you're saying it nicely, but they know what yes. you're really saying. Like, what's the best way to tell somebody that? Well, it depends on what they're, they're, they're doing as well, you know, to annoy you. Um, you know, if they're... Um, <sighs> For example, if there, you have to, we have to have an example here, don't we? Because um, there's so many scenarios. If somebody is making fun of the way you look in, in more ways than one, then I would say touche. You know, um, I would look at them perhaps and say, you might want to take a look in the mirror before you judge other people and walk oh, that's, away. That's like a good burn. It's <laughs> a good one. Walk away, you know. Um, we have a saying in England as well, you are beneath contempt. At what point in an email chain do I no longer have to use the person's name? Like, do I have to say, hi, Kelly, hi, Kelly, hi, Kelly, every single email? Or what point can I drop off is this question? Yes, yes, you don't need to. It, it's always nice to use the person's name. But after the, uh, you know, the third email, you know, it's a reply. So you don't need to use the name. You're just having another a conversation. One, another another one that came in. If a meeting starts right on, if a meeting starts, let's let's use this one. We you and I recorded this at ten o'clock. Should I be right at ten o'clock, or should I actually be a little bit early or a little bit late? I would say minimum five minutes before for a Zoom meeting. I I myself like to be there uh, ten to fifteen minutes. Uh, that's what I recommend, but minimum five minutes before. That That's really all the questions that I have. What's kind of coming up next yes. for you? Where can people reach you? I know you offer classes. 
Yes, we have uh, online classes, children's classes, poison deportment for ladies. And uh, I have an afternoon tea class, which is online. We have um, uh, video coaching. I, I'm very busy with video coaching. And I can be reached at the Lady Etiquette on uh, Instagram, or I'm on YouTube at Lady Etiquette. I did want Lady Etiquette, I confess, for Instagram, but it was already taken. <laughs> and uh, I, my website is ladyetiquette.com. I want to thank Kelly so much for joining us. If you want to connect with her, we have linked to Lady Etiquette on our social media accounts. We're profoundly pointless on Twitter and Instagram, and we have also included her information in the episode description. Okay, now let's go ahead and bring in John Shaw. All right, so John just had a birthday, and if we don't bring it up, he's going to get all bubbly about how we don't talk about his birthday. So my question is, at what age did you stop caring about your birthday? I would say probably after 21 Probably every 10 years after the 21st. So, you know, I just turned 34. So, like, I really don't care now until I'm, I turn 40. So the only birthdays that I really pay attention to after 21 are 25, which is a car insurance birthday because it drops. 35, I think your car insurance drops again. Hmm. And then you basically have nothing to look forward to birthday-wise for the rest of your life. It's essentially all negative. I mean, you know, social media has kind of made it awesome. You write, you know, people write on your Facebook wall if you have that or Twitter or whatever, texts. Some people still call, believe it or not. I mean, that's nice and makes you feel good. But I mean, as an individual, it's like, I mean, what am I going to do? I have a family like they don't care. It's my birthday. I mean, you know, in terms of like, when do okay. I stop caring? I mean, I woke up, you know, my birthday morning. I'm like, oh, I'm a year older can feel my heart giving out more and yeah. more. That's dude. Honestly, I just dread it. <laughs> I, the last, the, I would honestly make an argument that after 35, your birthday is the day you look forward to the least. <laughs> it's almost reversed. Man, right? they really do come up quick. The older you get like that is no joke. I mean, time just goes by so fast, but I feel like I'm at the age where like, man, I could go. <laughs> like people start dying after 35 and you start to notice it like, Ooh, yeah, he had a heart condition and he died. <laughs> like you start, once you hit 35, like you, those things start racking up real quick. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would say 50 is when I would probably start to get a little worried. I really hope I make it till the next day. That's the age that I'm at. And I'm in my thirties. Uh, the other question that I had for you, um, do you, would you say that generally you have good manners or bad manners? I think I have good manners, but then again, uh, I think it depends on the setting. I think of if I'm in a formal setting, I have good manners. If I've had a couple of beers and I'm at, at the bar, my manners are probably not going to be very good at all. I think a lot of people do that. Is there a setting, though, sober where you're going to like you're going to slip into bad manners? No, I, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I really think it all has to do with how much alcohol I've consumed. I would say that I generally have good manners unless I'm in any kind of a situation which I have to compete with other people. <laughs> like if I'm at the grocery store and we're both walking up to the checkout line and somebody and like we're clearly getting there at the same time, if somebody else gives me the nod like hey, you go ahead, I always go ahead. I've got I never let people go in front of oh, me. Oh, see, you know, you know what I'm going to say to this. I'm 
someone's nodding me, I'm nodding them, and then it's that that awkward like nod together. See, I take it. I'll take it and I'll go. Even if it's like a, an old lady, if she gives me the go ahead, I'm going to take it. I just, I just always wonder. Sometimes people uh, like I, I've had it where I've had less items uh, or more items than they have, and they'll still like signal me to go through, and I don't understand it. I won't let somebody usually unless they just take it, and that has happened, especially during COVID when things are spaced out in the grocery store. I've had people several times just cut right in front of me, and I, I just okay. All right. Yeah, I'll give you a gold star for your bravery, sir. I respect that actually. <laughs> I think that once you pass the age of 70, you can just do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think lines should exist for people over 70 years old. Like you should just go to the front because you know what? <laughs> I don't have a lot of time left. What you should just automatically be sent to the front of the line if you're over 70 years old. What what is what is an a what is the age would you say to where you can officially just stop giving a shit. Depends how much money you have. If you, I would say, whenever you are ready to financially retire, okay, you can start. If that is not until later in life, probably 75. <laughs> 75 is when I like... I don't know what the... If I was 75 years old, I, I wouldn't even look while backing up driving. <laughs> Wouldn't even look. I would just back up. I mean, you're probably not going to go to prison if you hit and kill somebody. I got better insurance than you do. I'm driving this big-ass car. Sorry, I fucked up your Miata. But you should have known better. Uh, okay, that's all I got. What do you, what do you got? Let's get some shout-outs here, shall we? Uh, so we'll start with uh, Stephanie Meacham. Appreciate you. Terry Henry. Uh, Matt Strain. Marissa Swainpole. Albert Amy. What do you think about the actress Marissa Tomei? There's not a lot of Marissa. I knew you were gonna. Br- I just had this feeling. Um, I I was a fan of her back in the early '90s, especially when she did My Cousin Vinny with uh, with um, God, oh my goodness gracious, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci, yes. How do you forget Joe I, Pesci? There is that brief moment though where you confuse you don't remember if it's Joe Pesci or Danny DeVito. Yeah. Like there's always that brief moment where like oh, yeah. I, I told, same thing with uh Kurt Russell and Patrick Swayze. Oh for uh, that brief second, you're like, wait, is it Bruce Willis and um who's the other guy? I, I, I don't, Woody Harrelson. There's always that brief moment between those three groups of actors, Bruce Willis, Woody Harrelson, Patrick Swayze, uh, Kurt Russell, Danny DeVito, Joe Pesci, where you're not entirely sure which one it was. Could you throw uh, De Niro and Pacino in there, too? Yeah, yeah. Man, that's a... Yeah, you definitely could. That's a star-studded list of actors right there. I could also accept, like, Charlize Theron and Nicole Kidman, where there's that brief... Okay. Like, who was that person? Okay. Yeah, there's not a lot of other ones, though. Oh, the uh, Captain America and the guy from Star Trek. Oh, Chris Pine. They're and, both uh, named Chris. Yeah, Chris Pine and... um. Yeah, where you've got a... Con- although although the Captain America guy has really started to outdistance him recently. Yeah, I, I don't know enough about their careers to, to really know. Okay, all right, well... <laughs> Oh, good, good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Where do we leave? I think we left, left off on Albert. Uh, so appreciate you. Uh, Vicky Byers, Eric Rosebrook, uh, Grant Rold, 
Kyle Bird, and Umberto Covarrubias. Appreciate you, Umberto. Would you consider Marissa? Would, would you consider Marissa Tomei to be really good looking or kind of good looking? I mean, once again, I mean, when she was younger, probably really good looking. But now, you know, as is, seems to be the Hollywood way, I mean, she looks like an inflated balloon. Her face and all the collagen and wow. things. Wow. I was actually going to say she looks better, but all right. If you're going to go scorched, scorched earth. All right. Let's see here. Uh, a couple of hard-hitting questions for you. Uh, would you rather have right. three feet, three hands, or three penises? Well, I sure as hell wouldn't want to have three penises. I don't even know. I don't even get to use the one I got. So it's definitely not three penises. Also, think of all the just. I'd be such a pain in the ass. No, I'd rather have three hands. Well, wait a minute. Do I have the arm or do I just have like the hand next to my hand? Ooh. Um, hmm. Ooh, that's a good question. What do you think would be more useful, having three hands or having – wait, what do you think – okay, this is a good question. <laughs> what do you think would be more useful, having three arms or having – two arms and three hands like one side your dominant side just had an extra hand right there what do you think would be more useful probably the if you had like an extra hand on your dominant arm i would think right yeah it'd be harder to find like jackets but it'd definitely be more useful in that setting (laughs) Oh, I'm because sure otherwise some company you've got a would whole sponsor arm that you got to deal with all the time. Yeah, somebody yeah. Would sponsor you. No, I would rather what? Yeah, I'd rather have the extra hand attached to my hand in a way that made it perfectly useful as a hand. I would okay. rather have two arms and three hands and three arms. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. Uh, all right. Uh, the, the, okay, what was your original question? Sorry. Three feet or three hands? Oh yeah, but, no, the three hands. Yeah, three hands. I actually thought you were going to say penises, but. No, what would I even do with them? Because you couldn't even use all three at the same time, right? It would be pointless. I mean, unless you were like a movie star, you're not getting to use all three at one time. Or you got a lot of money or you're willing to go pick up some VD and some some shady areas. You're probably not going to get to use all those at once. Yeah, that's true. Although if you think about it, dude, what would that feel like? Even if you had, let's say, one monogamous relationship, but you've got two hands, like you could do all three. Oh my time. god, that would be wild! Wow, wow, you might, you might pass out. I would pass out. I, <laughs> I feel like somewhere in the world, somebody has surgically had three penises at one point in their life. There has to be. I'm sure somebody has probably, or at least attempted that in some way. The problem is, is that you probably just end up jerking off more. <laughs> Like you'd never leave the house. That's really the only thing that would happen. Oh, well, that's nice splatter paint you have. It's a tan color. Um, right. Like, boy, this guy does a lot of laundry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the next one is uh, it's a little toned down, but uh, I was I was just curious. Uh, would you, re- if you had to be stranded somewhere alone with limited resources, would it be in the jungle, the a desert, or an island? Well, is it a jungle island or a desert island? I was, 
I guess when I was thinking of this, it was more of like a tropical <laughs> island. So we'll say a tropical island. Oh, well, tropical island. The difficult, like, look, a desert, you, whatever you're going to, the hardest thing is obviously going to be able to find food. So you would want to be stranded on like a tropical island where you would be warm because it's, I mean, you're going to die from being cold a lot faster than you die from being hot. True. Right. Like you can, you can be uncomfortable in the heat all the time, but cold's going to kill you pretty quick. Okay. Right. And like deserts get pretty cold at night. So you would want to be stranded on the tropical island. And there's also probably more life there, right? There's like more fruit and insects and stuff that you could potentially eat, but there's also more stuff that could kill you. (laughs) I think ultimately you just go with the plentiful thing. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I, 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 I would probably pick the jungle, but that's just me. Um, uh, we're going to do it a little different. The whole current events thing. Uh, I want to pay Ooh, okay, homage okay. this, this episode to, uh, someone who just passed away earlier today, actually, uh, Michael K. Williams from the wire Omar. Yeah, man. Um, that's crazy, dude. That's crazy. Those, all those, right. It looks like at this time recording this on a Monday, the sixth, it looks like a drug overdose. Yeah. Which is like, man, so many celebrities from drug overdoses, right? Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. I, he, he had a, he had kind of a rough upbringing. I think he might've been around drugs a lot. Uh, and then he got clean for a while and it's just, it's a shame, but man, uh, you know, I don't really want to get into all that, but the reason I was bringing him up more or less was, I mean, Omar is one of the, one of the more famous TV characters of all time, right? I mean, he has to be top 50, maybe 25 of all time. You could make a pretty significant argument that when you look at The Wire, he might be the central, the central most memorable character of The Wire, more than McNulty. See, yeah, really, like the most memorable. Like everybody knows Omar coming out of every that. man. You come at the king, you best not miss. I mean, that's a quote that. Oh, I mean, everyone knows that scene. Yeah, that's that a good one. I mean, I mean, and yeah, I'm I'm probably putting my foot in my mouth here. But I also think that was the kind of jumping off point for Idris Elba from that show as well. So he's one of the bigger celebrity deaths. Like for like why like, oh man. Where you really kind of like, oh, that was a surprise. Kobe was a big shock, right? Like a loss where we lost something because that person is no longer around. Like they could have continued to contribute and may have done amazing things moving forward. Not to say that other people were like down in their careers or anything like that, but they seem to have such a bright future still ahead of them. Like him, Kobe, Robin Williams. I mean, the you could even say Prince. Prince. But like, okay, so for like Michael Jackson, a big celebrity death, but probably on the tail end of his career. Uh, who's the guy, the Joker, Heath Ledger. Oh, yeah, yeah. And in Nicole Smith, <laughs> uh, I mean, you know what? 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 <laughs> he had a lot of life in him left, and it's just a shame. Yeah. All right. So our top five is top five rude things that people do. What's your number five? Uh, my number five are skinny people who complain about being fat. Ooh, I didn't think about that. Uh, so John's a bigger guy. What like does that annoy you? 
like on a personal level, not just I'm going to make a joke about it. Like, who are you talking? Not like I'm going to make a joke, but like it actually kind of pisses you off. Well, and listen, like you said, I am a bigger person. Uh, I think it bothers me more, more so for the fact of like, you know, I've tried to be, you know, I, I'll never be skinny, but like I've tried to lose a lot of weight and it just doesn't work. And here you have somebody who has whatever, six, seven, eight percent body fat is going to stand there and go, oh, man, I can't have this Reese's cup because, you know, it's going to make me super fat. Like you're not you'll never be fat unless you eat Reese's cups for the next eight years. Like I eat Reese's cups for a week and I gain seven pounds. Well, did you, if they say something like that, though, do you do you offer to take the Reese's cup? <laughs> no, actually, I don't. No, I don't have very many uh, super skinny people in my life, so I, you know, I don't have to deal with it a whole lot. But you run into it every now and again. Uh, my number five is people who use speakerphone. There's no appropriate time or setting for speakerphone. The only appropriate time for speakerphone is if you are calling your friend who's a mechanic, and he is giving you advice on how to fix something in your car. That is the only appropriate time in my mind for speakerphone. There is no other time. See, I'm glad you kind of brought that up because I've wondered, like, through the pandemic, I've worked from home primarily, and I I do a lot more of speakerphone than not. And I always wonder if the other person, I no one's ever said anything to me about it, but I always wonder if the person on the other line is like, this motherfucker has me in speakerphone? I uh, See, I'm a big, to me, speakerphone says... I'm going to listen to what you're saying, but I'm actually going to be doing something else, <laughs> right? Like, I'm not really going to be listening to you. The, the Okay, if you've had like, look, I'm a salesperson and I've been on 60 calls and I just can't hold this phone anymore, then okay. Right. But then you got to have a headset. If it's your first day at a sales position <laughs> and you're calling people and you don't have a headset yet, then speakerphone is all right. But otherwise, I think, I think speakerphone's rude. I, I've you know I've never I've thought about it I've never actually uh, you make a good argument for it being rude maybe I'll I, maybe I'll stop doing it yeah. maybe I'll I'll convert. <laughs> you're you're basically saying like I'm going to talk to you but I've got more important stuff that I should be doing. All right, my uh, my number four is uh, kind of similar. It's uh, talking to somebody and they're on their phone. Ooh. Like like in in person. This was almost my number one. Because this shit bothers the hell out of me. But when I'm talking to you, I expect your attention, not for you to, you know, uh-huh, as you're scrolling, you know, Google or Facebook. Are you less angry or do you feel less offended if they're actively sending somebody a message as opposed to just like mindlessly scrolling? I mean, no, because I, I like to think I'd understand. Like if you're doing something... That is time sensitive, sure. But if if I'm just trying to have a conversation with you or we're talking about something, and you can't give me the respect, it it does it does really anger me sometimes. So I'll do things occasionally where like somebody will be talking to me and I'll be sending a message or typing something. But I'm also a believer that you only really need to hear about ten percent of what somebody is actually saying. Like only ten percent of their words actually get to the fucking point. I mean, you're so you're you very can kind good of at check that. out for the rest of that. Yeah, you're very good at that. You do that to me quite frequently at getting to the point. Yeah. Well, you got. 
you also kind of, if you know somebody, you know everything that they're going to say. Like, if my wife starts talking to me, I already know what she's going to say, and I'm just waiting for her to get to the thing where she's going to say okay, it. Okay, yeah, it makes sense. Like, all right, I can – right. So I can see that. I can see actively sending a message. But if you're just sitting there fucking scrolling, that's basically like, ooh. That's like, hey, go fuck yourself. Ooh, yeah. I could see you going higher with that then. I could see that. Thought about it. Um – my number four is grammar people. Like the people when you post something online and they're like, you didn't use, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, I know it's a different there. <laughs> Don't be that person who like tries to get out of the whole argument or point by being like, that's the wrong R. It's autocorrect. We all understand what autocorrect is. All right. I mean, to get to be, to oh, be I fair, I, I, I almost just wanted to put social media as one through five. And all the shit that happens on there. Mm. But I, you know, I didn't do it. I appreciate some good trolling if it's well done. <laughs> I like some good well good trolling. What's your uh what's your number three? Uh saying no offense or if I if I can be honest. First of all, you do that. I do. And actually you haven't you were used to be really bad about I, it. And then you pointed it out. One of the God, I feel like it was in, within the first year of us doing this podcast. Yeah, and uh, I, I have I've tried to really stop it. Yeah, no, it's like John used to always say, "To be honest with you," which then I my response was like, "Oh, so you've been lying to me all the other times?" <laughs> I mean, you're kind of a dick, but uh, it makes sense. I mean, so you're telling yeah, you're telling me that you're honest now, or 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 you know, no offense. Okay, well then, don't offend me. You know, it just. Right. Very stupid things to say before starting a sentence, in my opinion. Just because you say no offense doesn't mean that you get to say whatever you want afterwards. Like, well, I said no offense. Like, that doesn't it doesn't work that way. It's not like get out of jail free card in Monopoly. <laughs> no offense, but you're fucking fired. Oh, OK. Uh, right. Like, no offense, but uh, you're a stupid fucking piece of shit. <laughs> like, no, it doesn't work. Exactly. That. You can't do that. No. Oh, man. This one, my number three. You could you could make it an argument that right now that might be this might be number one, but I think in general it's probably probably should be at a number three. My number three is not covering a cough. Okay, uh, is it just limited to a cough, or is it a sneeze, a cough, cough or a sneeze. anything like that? Yeah, right. Sneeze, a cough. I don't have a problem with people picking their nose in public, though. I really don't. I also don't have a problem with people farting in public. <laughs> I mean, um. Uh, I, the the nose. I I can't recall the last time I saw somebody do a good nose picking in person. I can't recall. Oh, so I remember like it was yesterday. <laughs> I can picture the guy finger like f- one finger all the way up, like pinky finger too, where you could just see and straight up like in a movie. Like this guy is just. <laughs> I respect it. I respect people who pick their nose in public. I respect it. You got to do it. You got had to be done. <laughs> had to be done. Uh, all right. My uh, my number two are people who rush you on the roads. And what I mean by that are, you know, people who tailgate you or, and then they, uh, you know, uh, speed around you or they, you know, get in front of you and slow down. Just just real. We'll just say assholes on the roadways. All right. I got no problem with people tailgating a little bit. It pisses me off, but I I 
I appreciate some good old aggressive. I think people have switched into passive aggressive too much, and we need people to go back into just being plain aggressive. I appreciate aggressiveness. It's just I respect it's it. Just rude, I respect it's just rude. It's just rude. It's not like you know. I, let me go at my pace. All right. I don't. You know, if you want to go around me, we're the only two cars for a half mile. You don't have to. You know, like you're you're not proving anything to anybody other than pissing me off and getting yourself madder. See, but I respect it when somebody's like, I know this is rude. I'm going to do it anyway. I respect that. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm not going to lie. If I kind of wish everyone who does that to me, their tire blows out and they have to, you know, miss the start of work or something. Because it's just, man, it just it hmm. friggin' eats at me. What's your number two? Being late. Okay, I mean, I, I think I used to care a lot more about that when I was younger. Now I, now I just, uh, let, well, let me, let me go back. Are you talking about other people being late or you being late? Oh, other people. Okay. I don't care if I'm okay. late. <laughs> yeah. I like <laughs> if me and my wife are doing anything together, I know we're going to be late. So I've, I've assumed that, but yeah, if, uh, if I'm waiting on somebody and they're late, I think I'm okay. 15 minute grace period. After that, if you don't call or text or tell me that you're going to be late and you just show up, that will make me even more mad. I don't have a problem if people are late to like for friendly kind of things where it's like, hey, come over to my house or something and you're a little bit late for that. But other stuff where like you're supposed to be on time. Yeah. That my my grace period might be. <laughs> well, I probably top out at five minutes. Oh, wow. all right. Yeah, I usually go 15. Yeah, I'll, I'll go 15. Yeah, no. But see, I can wait forever then if somebody's just like, hey, I'm, I'm running behind. Like, I get it. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, for sure. But you got to send that message. You have to send the I'm running behind message at least seven minutes ahead of time for me. Okay. If we have a 10 o'clock meeting, you say, hey, I'm running behind at 9.58. <laughs> that's not cutting it. You're fired. Right? You're fired. Uh, what's your number one? So, man, this was, this was hard to make a list, by the way. Top five. There's a lot of rude things people do. Um, so I, I, I like my list, but it could have been so much different. Um, so my number one is, is basically people who slow roll in front of you, uh, in terms of, uh, I don't know if you've ever been at like a grocery store and there's that person in front of you that is just Mm. going real slow. So you're like, all right, I'm going to go around you. And then they cut to the left and then you're like, all right, well, I'm going to try to go to the right. And then they cut back to the right. So I think our number ones are basically the same. Mine may be a little bit more expanded, but it's my number one is basically lack of awareness of other people where you just have no fucking clue that there could be other people <laughs> around you. Like, oh, I'm just going to walk down this thing and move this way, move that way and take forever here. Yeah. I, yeah. That would be, I think ours are kind of the same, like just a lack of awareness of other people. Yeah. I, you worded it much better, but yes, we, we I think it's safe to say we have literally the same number one. Right. Okay. What's in your honorable mention? Uh, so it's, it's quite the list. So I apologize. Uh, oh, run through it. Run through it. And I'll, you run through your whole list and I'll say, I agree or disagree. All right. Um, or problem. No problem. Uh, line cutting. I respect it if they're open about it, but yeah, I would say it pisses me off. Humble braggers. Doesn't bother me that much. You can usually see through it a lot. I don't pay attention to those people. Telling me how busy you are when you're not actually busy at all. Oh, yeah. Nobody's ever that fucking busy. 
People who talk too loud on purpose to get attention. Ooh, that's a good one, man. Yeah. That's maybe not in my top 10, but that's a definitely good one. Like somebody who's like raises the volume of their voice a little bit. Yeah. Just to hope the other people around. Them. Yeah, that's a good one. That annoys me. Uh, going to the express checkout lanes at grocery stores with more than however many items you're supposed to have. But have you ever actually honestly counted or do you just eyeball it and think like, ooh, that's Dude, a I'm, 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 uh, where are you shopping that it's so, <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, crazy. where are you shopping that it's so competitive? What do you mean? Com- like, I is, mean, is your, do you go to the only super, <laughs> it's supposed to be 12 supermarket or less, for 40 miles? I don't need you bringing your whole cart full of 50 items. Well, first of all, where I go, there's no carts allowed in the express lane. They cut that shit and right, nip that in the bud. That's the way that your grocery store. Who's the rookie manager running your grocery store? Well, it's the Meyer at 13 in Dequinder. Check it out. It's a good little store. Um, no, yeah, obviously not. I have uh, moving on. Uh, not replacing toilet paper or paper towel. Hate that shit. Mm. Um, Minor inconvenience. Eating loudly. People who are like loud chompers or don't close their mouth when they're eating. Or like spitters, I think that's just it's not called for. You can. Oh, you think people? You think it's rude to spit and not swallow? <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. What are you gonna say? What are you? How are you gonna get out of no, that? One? Just moving on. <laughs> and then uh, pen clickers. Oh, that doesn't bother me. Nervous ticks. Yeah, I'm. I guess it annoys me. A lot of the things that you said are more annoyances, I guess, than straight up rude in my personal book. Uh, okay, let me give you some of mine. Um, littering. Yeah. People who leave trash. Yeah, in rude. Places. 100%. People who encourage their kids' negative behavior. They're like, ha, ha, ha. Did you hear little Johnny push that kid? Like, that's not. Like, you see my kid? He ran that. You see my kid? Like, he's just running around cussing. Like, you're not supposed to allow him to do that, man. He's going to be a shitbag when he grows up. See, little Brian, he tied the cat to a fu- to a, to a a rocket and sent him in the air. Like, hey, Brian. Brian cussed the other day. Hey, Brian, say fuck again. Like, <laughs> all right, I know where your kid's going to be. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, my God. This is a big pet peeve of mine. Writing checks. Don't write a fucking check when you're in front of me in the line. Uh, I mean, I'm I, have some courtesy I mean, and be prepared for it. I'm okay with that. I don't know about that. Uh, taking credit for things that other people did—that's that's that's pretty high up there for my for me. Well, listen, I, for me with that, it's you know, stand up for yourself. Don't let them do it. Hmm. Okay. What would you say though is the rudest thing you consistently do? That I do, yeah. Probably not. Probably not listen to my wife. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I'm generally not a door holder because then it's like, at what point? Like, all right, am I here fucking forever? <laughs> uh, I mean, like, I'm not sure. I have a very. I I don't think I really have a, a bad like tendency that I can think of. Um. Maybe I'm a, I've been told I humble brag, but I don't, I don't, I don't know if I do humble brag very often. I don't think I'm a humble bragger. No, you don't strike me as that. Um, you can be a slightly passive aggressive texter. <laughs> but... Just because you're a dick. 
I know. You're a little passive aggressive texter. That's it's uh, it's occasional. It's very occasional. You're will be like, Oh, I wish I could do like just fucking ass, dude. You don't have to send me your wishes and hopes and dreams. Well <laughs> you crush them all the time. <laughs> I try to <laughs> only when you do it like that. Like if you just straight up asked, I would never. Um no, my thing with holding the door is like you've got to be pretty close to me before I'm gonna hold the door. You need to be within you need to be within three steps of me if I'm gonna hold the door for you. If you're in, then I'm gonna hold the door. Yeah. But if you're not within three steps, I'm not I'm not fucking doing this. I'm not doing uh, this. I would say within ten yards. So so you know thirty feet. Yeah, twenty, thirty feet. Like if I see you coming and I'm I'm at the door, I'll hold it for you. Sure. I'm all right with that. I think it's you're gonna wait thirty feet at a grocery store. You're never gonna leave. Well, I guess a grocery <laughs> store is not a good thing. But say you're like a busy, but say you're at a busy public building. If you're waiting thirty feet, you're never gonna get. To, that's amazing. Well, man. I mean, you're waiting like five, ten seconds. Well, I mean, if you're at a busy, you know, at a at a high rise or something, you're probably not gonna have to wait, you know, for the thirty feet. I mean, people are coming and going, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean. You know, like when, when, when my kids were going to daycare uh, on the regular. I mean, you know, parents come and I see them struggling with their kid. I'll, I'll wait for them to hold the door. Wow. Man. If you're more than three steps away from me, I might give you like a big push. Like I'll push the door open a little bit more and hope you get I it mean... in time. But I'm not. Wow. Wow. That's, that's generous. <laughs> you learn something new every day, I guess. Oh, okay. That's going to go ahead and do it for this episode of Profoundly Pointless. I want to thank you so much for joining us. If you get a chance, please leave a review. We really appreciate it. It really helps us out. Would love to know what are some things that, that you feel are just the rudest things that people do. We really appreciate it. It really helps us out. Would love to know what are some things that, that you feel are just the rudest things that people do. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.